Hola, it's the Fact Daddy show experience. I am your fucking host, the diabolical, the insane Fact Daddy. No, I'm just being full of shit. Oh, just another homo sapien flapping their lips for those who don't know what homo sapien means. You can Google it. Anyway, (laughs) well, I feel like evolutionarily speaking, we're at the precipice of literally living through Mike Judge's idiocracy. For those who are not aware, Mike Judge created Beavis and Butthead. He made this film with, I believe, Luke Wilson and... It's a great movie. Anyway, um, wanted to talk about this anime called Mashle, Magic and Muscles, um, because I think it's hilarious. Plus, I want to give some weird takes on it. Um, I think that, in a way, the majority of human analysis is basically deconstructing the self by projecting your views onto things that you observe and then analyzing them as they relate to your perceptions of the world. So... Uh, this show, you know, the main character is Mash Burndead. Uh, he lives in the magic realm. It's a world where magic is commonplace pretty much amongst everyone. And if you do not hold magic, they consider you inferior. They say that magic is the mantle of God placed upon the human soul. So if you are bereft of magic, then obviously you have not been ordained worthy by God. And MASH doesn't do magic, um, but apparently his adoptive father, who found him and knowing he couldn't do magic, hid him from the world, um, had him train his physical body to levels that are just insane and obscene. Like, this kid's lifting, like, a thousand pounds easily, like nothing... He can knock over trees and I mean to me it's like this weird hybridization of One Punch Man meets Harry Potter (laughs) something along those lines because thematically it's similar with the whole you know the pure blood in this case the pure magic user versus just a normal person like it flips the Harry Potter script in that you know there were muggles and they were prominent thus far from what I've seen in the 12 or so episodes sorry I didn't eat earlier anyway mm. when they make pizza good and the crust is good that's always a good thing. Anyway, so, Mash doesn't have magic, but he has this obsession with cream puffs. That's why I said this is it's almost a gag reel. He, he goes to the city on foot because he can run so fast. And he um, gets some cream puffs. While he's paying for them, he, he almost destroys the coins. Then he straightens them out and freaks the guy behind the counter out. And then he gets spotted by someone, and they call a guy who's supposed to process, you know, these non-magical, undesirable beings. So, dude does that, 
you know, but Mash gets lucky, his father grabs him and takes him home. But this guy tracks him down. And the thing is, Mash doesn't, you know, he hasn't been fully exposed to the world. He's just been working out, helping um, his dad. So, this guy tries to fuck his dad up. Mash wrecks him, kicks his guy's asses. And then the guy's like, dude, I'll make a deal. You know, I won't kill you guys. But you have to go to magic school and then you have to become a divine visionary. So basically that's like the best student in the school. Basically whoever amasses enough golden thingies. I don't remember. They get like coins and then after you get like five of them or something they convert to one. And then however many you have for your house... You know, and if you have the most coins, you win. And of course, uh, throughout the show, you see a ton of bullying or attempts at bullying that utterly fail. And also, it's relatively easy for MASH to fake out the magic portion of his activities in life. Because quite frankly, he uh, he's more than capable. The challenge isn't really there. Uh, he's also hilarious. Like, his just his reactions to stuff. He seems stupid. He seems aloof. And then when you fuck with him, he just basically plasters you wherever he has to plaster, plaster you. Sorry. Um, Mash's uh, adopted dad is like 75 years old. He's a low magic person. So, you know, Mash takes the deal because he really loves his dad. Or Pops, as he affectionately calls him all the time. He loves his Pops. Um, so, eventually, you know, he gets to the school. And, you know, it's it's like he repeatedly is confronted with, you know, nasty and malicious authority figures. Nasty and malicious students. Bullies. Um... Just like, for example, he has to do this maze test, and this this guy named Claude Lucci, no relation to the awesome and incredible villain in One Piece, Rob Lucci. Um, I don't really interface with anime communities because, again, uh, as I stated at the beginning of this, uh, perceptions vary, and I, I found it interesting that, you know, just looking at the story in a very basic fashion, you get this non-magical being who basically trained himself to the hilt, being confronted with people who say he should not exist, meanwhile exhibiting superiority in basically every way. Manners, fighting skill, combat, patience. MASH never wavers. And if you're looking at his society... It's um, pretty fucked up. Uh, so he had this encounter with Claude Lucci, uh, who's a, who's this mage who he just hates Mash. He just hates him. He thinks he's uncouth and undeserving of being in this prestigious magical stool, uh, school. Sorry, but yeah, Claude Lucci is stool feces. Anyway, <laughs> so this guy's a jerk. 
he tries to, you know, do stuff with Mash. He's in the maze, and then Mash meets this girl. Um, and I apologize if I'm not naming people. She's like the blonde girl he meets in the maze while while confronting Claude Lucci, and she also, um, you know, she was being bribed by Claude Lucci to try to restrain Mash so that he wouldn't complete the maze in time. And then she actually tried to use magic on on Mash and attack him. And he just slapped that shit down and then he dipped off on her. Then he said, because he did come back and save her from a monster. He came back and saved her and then he picked her ass up and then he literally just ran straight. He ran through the maze. Um... It's just funny, and the, and the creature he kills was like that. The, uh, I guess it was a sphinx in the story of Oedipus Rex, written by Sophocles. But basically, like, there's a sphinx-like creature that gives her the Oedipus Rex riddle, uh, which the answer to is is man, um, and it's that old. What has four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three at night? Four legs because as babies we crawl, two in the afternoon because we're walking, and three at night because you have a cane when you're old and then you die. Anyway, of course, MASH just destroyed that guy, ran her through. And then when he sees what happens, Claude Lucci says something I consider interesting. He says, I'm the examiner. What's wrong with me trying to fail students I do not like? A cheeky brat and a pauper girl? I reached out thinking even scum can be useful, but you bit the hand that fed you. Just him mentioning that she's a pauper and he considers uh, MASH a cheeky brat? That's very interesting language, you know. It's, it's, it's disseminating a kind of innate and intrinsic bias right off the top. Now, I'm not saying that institutions can't be bigoted on purpose. Meaning, for example, if you wanted the world's strongest men, someone who can't barely lift 60 pounds can't really fall into that category unless they demonstrate strength in another area. And the likelihood for the strongest man competition being won by someone who really can't even hoist 60 pounds would be absurd. Having said that, at the same time, you know, there are structures in place that, you know, inherently and innately support ostracizing very specific individuals so that they don't necessarily get a lift up in life. Now, it doesn't have to be racially based or gender based. It could just be between, um, people can find any reason to hate other people. It's like that, uh, that Dr. Seuss story. And I'm not sure if it was the Sneetches. But there are these little yellow dudes. And some of them have stars and some of them don't. And they argued about who was superior. The ones without stars or the ones with stars. But they were all kind of the same. And the stars were really the only things that would differentiate them. So when they take on either all or no stars. The point was they didn't even know the difference between each other anymore. It was just foolishness. So... You'll see in the many of, of Mash's encounters with people, certain levels of beef, of beef sorry, again, um, abuse of authority, entitlement, narcissism, and self-righteousness, um, also class hatred, um, and overestimation of personal significance, like you see certain characters who 
by far overvalue themselves to the point where they kind of enter a realm or sphere of devaluation. Um, that's always nice. Anyway, you know, um, Claude Lucci's definitely a disgusting character. And, you know, calling someone scum for being a member of a poor human family as an instructor and leader, it's just bullshit. So, of course, Mash snaps this motherfucker's wand. Then he gets examined by the headmaster. And in his final interview for entry into the school, Mash is put into a bind with the soul of Pops transferred into a doll. And then the headmaster driving a large spike through his hands. Uh, and when I say large spike, I don't mean like two or three feet. This shit was like 25 feet. He's trying to like throw a piece of a mountain that's in the shape of a dagger at this motherfucker and crush him. And Mash is like, fuck your couch. You know what I mean? Um, so the headmaster accepts him because he always helping the weaker people around him. And he forgave that girl in a maze. And I say he's accidentally righteous in the same way that Luffy is accidentally righteous. I'm not putting him in on the same scale as Luffy. This is why I don't fuck with the anime community. Because the minute I say he reminds me of Luffy, that motherfucker ain't like Luffy. That motherfucker's stupid. He, he couldn't beat Luffy. I didn't say none of that. I'm talking personalities. There's a certain accidental righteousness to how he treats people. And also friends, how he treats people who are friends and forgives them like there's this kid Finn and Finn you know fucked up his books because these bullies made him do it or they're gonna beat Finn up even though Finn actually has an older brother who's a divine visionary I don't know how that's gonna play out into the story later but this guy this particular kid Mash he forgives Finn and then beats the shit out of his tormentors including uh, an instructor because they try to you know say they'll get uh, Mash kicked out because of the influence of the instructor, you know, and um, that's just bullshit. But the show is actually laugh out loud funny, um, you know, and it gets, you know, of course it gets crazy that there's these pure blood notions again, and they obviously will draw parallels to, you know, the Hitler esque Voldemort, um. You know, or they call him the unmarked because uh, in the the martial uh, muscles and magic world, they they have certain marks on their face. Like one line would mean like you're a certain level of power. Then you get two and three lines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mass Mash's line is just put on his face. Um, the way that Mash deals with people. You know, a lot of times he's not even, he doesn't even give a shit. He wants to just make a cream puff. He literally, like, deflected someone's attack just because he didn't want them to fuck up his cream puffs. Because he bakes the cream puffs at school. And he's always eating the cream puffs. Now, he also does something else that Luffy does. Luffy will let people do what I call shoot the one. He'll let, he'll let some, like, Zoro fight a dude and not jump in. You know, because... That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? So basically, like, the Slytherin version of uh, these fools in this anime are in a gang called the Magia Lupus. 
it's like magic wolves or some shit but they're pretty much jerks um they have a, a guy who's like a puppet master that works with them and of course you know they get into a fight and when you see his background story it's basically his mom was like a super nice noble and she treated people right and um one day like a poor person killed her and he just hated everyone since then like he just felt i have to develop my magic this is the the magia lupus head student um and uh the girl mash saved in the maze was her name was lemon i don't know how i forget that but her name it was lemon um his other friend finn i mentioned and then this kid tom and tom is pretty cool um he also beats up some guy named uh silva and this guy he's from langdorm and apparently langdorm is the version of slytherin um they're all like elitists they're all nobles they all have money they all have high level magic powers doesn't really save them um and then of course you know things get a little crazy because something happens with one of their friends lemon like lemon's taken and then he's got to go beat people is also dot um it's weird it's a it's a really cool show, but what I, what I'm noticing and what I mentioned at the beginning again is there's so many you know little layers to the show that seem irrelevant. But I found that like the more you observe different stories, you kind of get a, a sense or feel of how people perceive the world. It's um it's why I have not yet to do a one piece podcast. I haven't quite seen all of it. It's a lot, but I've seen a bunch of it, and my God, man. I mean, yeah, you could say occasionally some of the stuff gets repetitive, but it's real. In each and every phase of your life, you got to kind of... Sorry. At uh, each phase of life, you, you kind of go through different things and different struggles, but it's not as though that struggle is the same. Every fight that Luffy has with someone whether it's Rob Lucci or that doo-doo warlord Moria or Crocodile whoever I mean it's a mix of styles makes fights slash your friends have your back slash I'm literally not going to quit and if I die trying I'm going to die so but there's a ton of like creepy stuff Politically, you know, trafficking of humans, you got slaves, you got people being starved out by a corrupt government and corrupt government officials. Like, Crocodile was corrupt. And he was allowed to do whatever. But that's a different show. But I like the energy of MASH. He's fucking really funny. I mean, I don't think he's on Saitama's level, but having his little cream puff quirk makes it kind of funny i don't know why because he'll kick your ass but then he wants to make some cream puffs so i don't know i personally think it's it's a fun show 
but I'm also noticing a trend in entertainment. Um, you know, representing different types of things because I think the climate of the world post all these social media forms because people can communicate. But again, if you're communicating or misrepresenting things multiple times, I, I feel like the communication may get muddied before it opens up. I feel that uh, people have some issues trying to clearly communicate certain sentiments. The political climate is awkward right now. Um, at least media-wise. Like, when I'm walking down the street, it's like whatever. But the reality is, you know, um, we live in very troubling times. Even, like, I saw someone did, like, an AI video edit of comments 50 Cent made regarding... Jay-Z is like a, a gay painter. That's a reference to John michel Basquiat. But in it, they altered it to where he was talking about Eminem. And I'm just like, wow. So basically, if you don't or have not been exposed to what I'll call the primary source. And then you see very well-constructed... Um, false versions of things but you've seen it the original one you're gonna notice that this is happening more and more like i'm not saying it's bots i'm not saying i'm just saying it's just fucking annoying like seriously and um you know because i'm so ancient that they used to have these things in the library it was this these little tables with cards and you would have to go they were index cards and you would have to go and look through all those index cards and when they you know allowed you to look through the computer and reserve the book through the computer i was like oh that's an innovation that's cool um but i shy and lean towards a conservative luddite ideology I, I don't I think human beings are way too fucking stupid to be fucking with AI that's why we made the Terminator um, and also just to get really weird when I was growing up they always talk about the book of revelation and the number of the beast you saw the shit in the Damien movie he had three sixes in his head Damien became a fucking president I'm not saying any presidents are the, are the fucking devil or anything creepy all I'm saying is back in the day they used to say stuff. And some of the stuff they said was, well, they want to put microchips in us. They want to be able to monitor the population. And, you know, you could even, you know, have a kill switch and kill people. Now, I've heard Elon Musk went to Congress. He's talked with the politicians and all of this stuff about trying to set up a framework legally so that AI doesn't hit a certain level. Like, more than likely, you know, uh, a consciousness level. Um, I feel like with any tool, it's the user, you know, and if the user decides they want to hurt somebody and do something fucked up and they, you know, use the AI in that way, so be it. But, you know, they, we had the Terminator. I mean, you're meeting with Congress and yet you're the one who wants to develop the Neuralink, which is basically like I could literally have my consciousness in a cloud. So if you can actually link via this chip in a human brain 
to a cloud and basically the next step would be what you know false bodies Westworld you create very very convincing simulacrum active and tangible interacting with people now if you if you had money and you could actually find a way which they probably could find a way when you link the chip into the brain eventually you should be able to figure out how they can maintain consciousness in an artificial body and then from the artificial body and consciousness to whatever body you want organic or otherwise in consciousness so you know we're talking and looking at the advent of a post-human world where basically people want to you know discard their humanity um, they want to live a limitless existence, but they don't realize that limitations are what lead to innovations. But the thing is, you always have to have some kind of footing in, in the in the world. And as a conservative Luddite, and I say conservative because, yeah, I use technology. I'd be a liar if I didn't, but I don't want to fucking put a microchip in my fucking brain. And it sounds abstract now, but I mean, the dude has a company. And when I say the dude, I mean Elon Musk, uh, Neuralink. And if you ever, you know, book of revelations again, let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number, 666. And uh, David Thewlis in his weird movie, Naked, that my friend put me on to many years ago, he started talking about this shit, about, you know, why the 666 coincides with the universal product code because of the way the product codes are divided it's like a 666 division of the lines or whatever but the interesting part is simple the mark of the beast right he you cannot buy trade or sell without the mark of the beast so I can't go to the store and just wave my hand and buy stuff because I don't have the mark I try to offer you cash or credit no shut down just straight mark of the beast and i know that's crazy but i'm just saying well you know you can't really give if you're gonna mock conspiracy theorists don't give them fuel elon musk is from south africa now you know they say he used to like obama and now he's leaning towards the right because he has a quote-unquote woke child who severed all ties from him both in name and in everything i think they changed the gender they changed their name and they want nothing to do with him and um to him you know i'm not judging him for that uh, this is not an assessment of elon musk's life this is what i've read regarding some people's estimation of what he's doing but i'm clear all that out and just keep it simple simply put you are creating a chip that will interact with a human mind the brain now the majority of us don't even have access to all the synopsis and da -da 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 -da, but suffice it to say yeah I'm paranoid enough to think oh if you got a chip in my head besides trying to figure out what I'm thinking at all times maybe you could possibly control me because it's physically in my head the brain sends signals electrical signals you're putting a device that can operate and interface with the electrical signals of my brain so 
it's hard enough as a human being just to be able to, you know, wade through your own thoughts without all your family, friends, society, not giving you enough breathing room just to make simple assessments and go about your day. But this is next level shit. So why wouldn't a conspiracy theorist think that? You talking about putting shit in my head, man. And you might not even like me, man. <laughs> Or people who look like me, or people who talk like me, or people who think like me. I don't care what the reasoning is. I'm not really the pro microchip dude, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying, and the other thing I'm saying is, is having, you know, grown up with like Damien the Omen and shit, like you're just wondering, why are you going to say you're afraid of AI? But literally, you own a company that is literally designed to have human beings interface with AI in the form of that microchip. Basically, giving AI massive ascension. Because if you think about like Neuralink and they say, oh, we can help you cure cancer. Well, guess what? If, you, if Neuralink works at its ultimate capacity, that ultimate capacity would basically be to take some form of your consciousness and implant it in an artificial body what would you have to worry about dying for there's no death now you've conquered death and medical stuff like besides fixing our basic organic body with technologies pretty soon at least from my assessment you won't need to do that now everyone would get to be immortal but again who gets to decide who gets to be immortal? Um, I'm good with dying. I know that sounds sick. Um, but it's a natural process. And without it, life wouldn't exist. Um, as far as me being immortal, this life is really fucking hard. And um, frankly, I would not want to live forever with the rest of the humans on the planet. Um, and also the likelihood... Uh, that I would get a hold of one of those fancy bodies because you know the poor always get everything last you know the middle class gets it like second like you know VCRs were like for rich people and then like the middle class got them and then they were like 10 cents based on the changing technology so it's a mix of the changing technologies people economy but with the inflation being what it is it's all crazy man but my point is you don't create a company that wants to put microchips in people's heads when for decades the rumor on the Christian front regarding the book of revelations was that the beast would control the economy with something technological with something that's a mark and the mark allows you to trade buy and sell and if you don't have this mark you cannot trade buy or sell I mean, it's a little scary. I mean, the potential for it is great. Yeah, you know, you get sick, guess what? You can get a new body. You scared of dying? We're going to just download your consciousness and then put it into an artificial body. But then what, what the fuck would be the fucking point? As we become more alienated from each other and ourselves, well, what is the fucking point? In trying to define reality, we undo our reality we don't undo the reality because crickets squirrels rabbits yeah we, we make shit go extinct but we don't undo the whole kit and caboodle there's so much going on in this world 
and the bottom line is cyclically speaking if we were to erase ourselves we would just re-emerge again at some different time in some variation of this form anyway so if you don't think AI is safe or can be controlled why the fuck are you gonna make those chips that's all I'm asking that's all I'm saying you know um that that interests me and I know I digressed again I, I love fucking digressing because uh in my weird way of perceiving the world everything is kind of connected even if it, if you don't see a connection like you know just like the, the thing about you know me discussing mash um you you see patterns in society and you see patterns like i was watching this show the serpent queen and i, I was gonna do a podcast on it but sometimes when i watch it it fucks with me to the point where I'm like I don't really want to talk about it but the fact is like you look at the serpent queen right she came from a noble family but they were like basically poor just noble in name maybe like the the generation or a generation before because they were connected to like the pope and the catholic church but she was treated like shit she literally had to use pregnancy as a way to survive not to mention, you know, she had to compete with other women for the affections of her of her husband. You know, um, it was a terrifying show that she had to, you know, quote unquote, backstab people and be a serpent queen just to survive. And, you know, it's very complex surviving. And the way people perceive you or treat you, even if you have a good idea or, you know, if, you know, you're not the right whatever the fuck. Um, and that could be gender, race, whatever. I just say, if you're not the right whatever the fuck, you're going to have to be clever. You're going to have to cut corners. You're going to have to be a visionary. You're going to have to force yourself to be multiple steps against others who are moving against you perpetually. So... I watched that show and it just made me sad because um, the inverse of that is also not right. You know, looking at someone, oh, you have a dick, so you must be an awful person. It's like, not really. I'm half energetically you. We each have a mom and a dad. Unless you're a, even a test tube baby has a, a dad. Somebody had to bust that nut. Nah, they might be into cloning and all that now, but I haven't heard we've gotten past that Dolly scenario. And Dolly was decades ago, but I don't think we can quite nail a human being like Dolly. If you look at most animals, they're really amazing at birth. Human beings, we're, we're pretty much helpless for, I would say, years. And even when we do our capable of doing stuff on our own it's still you know relatively dangerous like little kids cooking if you're four years old i mean it's a dangerous enterprise i'm not saying that it should never be done but the average person is not gonna say hey yeah let me let my four-year-old cook you know on an open flame on a stove fry yourself some fucking eggs i just don't see that happening um so 
That show was fucked up, man. That Serpent Queen. Like, so many fucking crazy things was happening. You always felt like this woman was about to fucking die. No matter what she did or who she did it to, good or bad. You always felt like she was going to fucking die. So, you just imagine, like, different times, you know, in, in human history where that was somebody's position. And yet at the same time, just to survive, they will totally abuse someone else. Like, uh, in that regard, if you look at human history as a whole, yeah, regardless of race, human beings have treated other human beings like shit from the beginning. And yes, we are very clicky, we are very tribal, we are very separatist. However, the great American experiment has led to a massive... Racial intermixing of different ethnic backgrounds, people from different ethnicities coming together. And that creates a whole different shift, a different thing. So, but yes, everyone has suffered. There's, um, I would argue historically, there's a certain unique flavor to American racism because, you know, honestly, since I was a kid and I was hearing about Martin Luther King Jr. You know, as a kid in a, you know, predominantly African-American town throughout your school years. And this is like many, this is years ago, but you always had to like write an essay about Martin Luther and I, Martin Luther King Jr. And I never really, as a kid, fully understood it. I actually understood it more from. Hearing my dad tell me stories about how you used to have to go to the balcony to see movies. And back in the day, balcony wasn't like considered a good seating. It was considered, you know, really shitty seating. And they only let the black people sit there. And there's signs up and, you know, all around. Like if you got thirsty and the only thing for a mile around was a white water fountain or a white's only water fountain. You just were asked out. <laughs> and it's just like I see that mentality except I see in the modern world the mentality of the oppressed taking on the mentality of the oppressors it's just like a mental neocolonialism like you you know people are of all kind of groups that the extremity in which they will assess another human being you don't know my pain you don't know my journey I don't just why does everything have to just fit so neatly into your fucking label? I could be a yes, a heterosexual man. But is that the limitations? Is that the limit to me? Can I be more? And I don't mean more like add extra fucking organs or shit. I just mean more. Can I just be like a good fucking person? You know? If you're not hurting anyone, I don't give a fuck what you do. You know, but people on every side of the fence, the left, the extreme left, the right, the extreme right, people are full of shit in like infinite ways. And it's terrifying. Honestly, I wish I uh, was as strong as someone like MASH. And this is what I mean. Sometimes you don't have to be intellectual. Sometimes you just have to be you. And, uh. I don't think enough of us are ourselves to even know what the fuck that means. It's a lifelong journey. Anyway, MASH is dope. 
I got no beef with Elon Musk, even though I think Neuralink is fucked up. And um, I'll be hollering back at you, good people. It's the Thack Daddy who said a bunch of crazy shit. And uh, who cares, man? It's just all part of some crazy journey. So let's have fun with this shit. Take Thack Daddy is out. DVR Podcast. Peace.